Don't you have any self-control? No doubt you have heard someone ask that question of you, or you may have even asked someone else that question. Don't you have any self-control? Well, today we are going to talk about the fruit of the Spirit called temperance, also known as self-control or discipline from Galatians 5 verse 23. We are going to lay to rest this myth that we do not have self-control. My name is Stephanie Wright. Let's talk about being empowered through temperance. You know, we could spend hours talking about self-control, but we're going to focus mostly on one thing. As stated in the opening, we are going to destroy this notion that we do not have the power to control ourselves in whatever area we claim not to have control. Now, setting aside a medical condition which may prevent some of us from having control over certain aspects of our lives, for the most part, we have the ability to control what we do. Why? Because Jesus said we do. When did he say that? When he said he would send the Holy Ghost back into the earth once he ascended into heaven. He said the Holy Spirit would be our helper, our advocate, our guide, and more. In John fourteen twenty six. Comforter means paraclete in Greek and also means advocate or helper. If you have not listened to at least the first two or three episodes in this empowerment series, please do so to learn about foundation principles and many scriptures on the Holy Spirit and empowerment. At the end of this episode, we will get information on how to access prior episodes. As we have done in the past, we will look to our perfect example of temperance, Jesus. And we always emphasize that Jesus exemplified every fruit of the Spirit, not only because he was God, but because he was also man. Otherwise, we would use the excuse that Jesus could exercise self-control because he was God. No, no, and no. We are filled with the same Holy Ghost that Jesus was filled with when he was baptized and driven into the desert by the Holy Spirit for 40 days and nights and fasted during that time without food. He went into and came out of the desert experience filled with the Holy Spirit and he showed us what self-control was all about. The ultimate example of his self-control was the suffering he experienced before and during his crucifixion. He did not come down from the cross. He was disciplined enough that he let his love for us absorb the pain until he died on the cross, but was resurrected on the third day. It reminds me of Isaiah 53 verse 7. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before her shearers is dumb, so he openeth not his mouth. This God-man was disciplined enough to die for something he did not do. He was sinless 
yet he had enough self-control to hang on the cross for about six hours. He had a lot of time to think about whether or not he wanted to be hanging there and die for the sins of the world when he himself was sinless. So, what about us? As we have already said, we have the same Holy Ghost that Jesus had. When we become believers and receive Christ into our lives, we receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 2, verse 38, Acts chapter 5, verse 32, and John chapter 15, verse 26 all support this. Through the Holy Spirit, we have the same power that Jesus had to exercise self-control, be disciplined, be temperate in all things. And all means all, and that's all that all means. I don't care if it is food, sex, lying, drugs, hatred, or whatever little secret, intemperate thing we think nobody knows about. Yes, some of the things I just mentioned, Christians are hung up on and in and need to be delivered from. In fact, the word temperance is defined in the Greek as self-control, the virtue of one who masters his desires and passions, especially his sensual appetites. Furthermore, before we even get to the list of the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5, verses 22 and 23, Paul lists the works of the flesh in Galatians 5, verses 19 through 21. Those being adultery, fornication, uncleanness, sensuality, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions that promote heresies, envy, drunkenness, riotous behavior, murders, and such like, the catch-all phrase. Then Paul lists the fruit of the Spirit, as if to say, this fruit of the Spirit is the cure, is the antidote for all of the works of the flesh. The Holy Spirit can help us move from self-denial and self-satisfaction to self-control. If you say, I just can't help myself, you are right. You can't help yourself, but the Holy Spirit can help you. After all, as we have emphasized, the Spirit is the helper sent by Jesus, who said, without me, you can do nothing. John 15, verse 5. And while things are impossible with man, with God, nothing is impossible. Matthew 19, verse 26. And what about our purpose? We said Jesus had purpose in his suffering and death on the cross. We were his purpose. We have a purpose too. Our purpose is to be a witness in the earth. Our purpose is to draw men to Christ. We too have to be temperate, disciplined, self-controlled to compel others to come into the kingdom. Luke 
14, verse 23. It is all about the kingdom. We love that phrase, it's not about you, or it's not about me. Well, that is true. It is about us making ourselves a living sacrifice so we can draw all men to the cross. Romans 12, verse 1, and John 12, verse 32. We cannot do that without the Holy Ghost who helps us to be disciplined, self-controlled, temperate. The Holy Spirit helps us to fulfill our purpose and get us to our ultimate reward. Be raised from death to everlasting life. So let us, and that's me too, say, yes, I do have self-control. We as believers have self-control because it was given to us through the Holy Spirit. If we say we don't have self-control or any of the fruit of the Spirit, we are really saying we just don't want to exercise that fruit. God does not lie. If he says he gifted us with the Holy Ghost, he also gifted us with the power to be fruitful. If we really want to exercise the fruit of the Spirit in our lives, All we need do is ask the Holy Spirit to help us be temperate, listen for the answer, and be obedient to what the Spirit tells us. The following scriptures tell us to ask. Luke 11 verse 9, Matthew 21 verse 22, Matthew 7 verse 7, James 4 verse 3, and John 14 Verse 13, if we ask for the right reasons and with a sincere heart, God will answer through the intercessory intervention of the Holy Spirit, who is our earthly intercessor, and Jesus, our heavenly intercessor. But let me say this as we begin to close this episode. If you fall short in your exercise of temperance, don't beat up on yourself. Simply repent and get back in the race. Proverbs twenty four sixteen says, A righteous man falls seven times and rises up again, but the wicked shall fall into mischief. 1 John 1 verse 9 says, If we confess our sins, that includes our shortcomings, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And above all, remember, Satan is an accuser whose job it is to keep you from walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. Revelation 12, verse 10. But we are not ignorant of his tricks. 2 Corinthians 2, verse 11. So keep pressing forward in the Spirit for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Philippians 3, verse 14. We are at the end of these episodes on the fruit of the Spirit from Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. But really, this can be the beginning of a new relationship with God through the Holy Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you to deliberately, consciously, and consistently exercise not only self-control, but all the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, 
patience, gentleness, goodness, faith, and meekness. Now, let's close with a word from Apostle Charles Wright, and may you be empowered through temperance in all things as you strive to obtain your crown of everlasting life. 1 Corinthians 9, verses 25 through 27. If you have an experience with the Holy Spirit that you would like to share, or you want to contact us, or comment on this podcast, please visit us on Facebook at CGM Podcast International. Our handle, the symbol at CG Missions, can be used to reach us on Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. Again, that is the symbol at CG Missions for Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. Also, To access all episodes by category, go to our website, which is cgmissions.com forward slash podcast. This is Apostle Charles. Until next time, Charles George Missions Incorporated is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. All donations are tax deductible. Thank you.